0: Good morning, Happy Valley, and welcome back to another edition of the Penn State 365 podcast on PennStateRivals.com. I'm your host Richie Schneider, and joined as always by Joey Clender, our wrestling analyst. Um, Joey, before we even get to the Indiana match this weekend, let's let's do a quick recap of that Oregon State match. Um yeah. Penn State ended up finishing or ended up winning 36 to three in the in the duel. Uh, there were some interesting matches, though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Bo Bartlett, um, and, uh, Cleveland Belton was a, was a really tight match. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think we were all pretty surprised by that, but, um, Belton, the tough kid took him into a sudden victory and, um, actually yeah. was in on a leg attack and, and Bartlett ended up countering it and getting the takedown and, and getting the win. So he got out of there with, uh, with a tight one. And then, um, mm-hmm. Levi Haynes had a, had a tight match, 10 to eight. So a couple of yeah. surprises there. And then, um, obviously we saw, uh, Bernie Truax at uh, 184 going on to to Trey Munoz, who was no slouch. He was an All-American last year. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a couple couple surprises from the Oregon State match. Um, Not too sure. Maybe it was a travel. I know uh, Kale Sanderson said that the, Mm -hmm. you know, it it could have been the traveling that did it. They had a couple guys on the team that hadn't really had uh, a lengthy road trip like that before. So not sure if that really played a factor or anything else, but, um, you know, at least uh, Bo and uh, Levi were able to get out of there with wins. So,
0: yeah. Now, do you think there's any room for concern considering I, I know technically two of the guys you mentioned just a one, but uh, Bernie did end up losing. Is there any concern about that? Or is, no, not any, three, no, not necessarily.
1: No, not necessarily. I think you know Oregon State. The environment there was awesome. The gym was packed. Um, you know they had the home gym advantage, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just. I think it was just tough guys that were ready to, ready to compete against, um, you know, they knew Penn state was coming to town and they wanted to put on a show and they knew that they had an opportunity to kind of make some noise and Mm -hmm. you know, they, they came ready. So, um, in terms of, of Bo and, and Levi, no, I don't think it's too much concern. And I don't think even Bernie's too much of a concern. I just think that Trey Munoz, even though he's ranked, he was ranked lower than, than Bernie was. I think that, Mm -hmm. I think that that match probably I think that probably if they were to wrestle ten times, Bernie might win six of them. I just think Munoz is a really good a really good kid he's an all american like i said I, i'm not mm-hmm. overly concerned with Bernie's performance. I just think it was Munoz came ready to wrestle and out wrestled him so yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. also Tyler Kasich had a big upset over Nash Singleton. I know Tyler wasn't ranked, but how big of an upset would you consider that to be?
1: Um I'm gonna be honest with you. I I think Kasich's probably that win probably locked him up as the guy at one forty nine. Um you know, I it's tough because you see these guys who are in the lineup and they're ranked kind of low. Like a perfect example of this is Mitch Mezenbrink. He goes out against Mm -hmm. the number ten kid, ranked number twelve and puts on a freaking show and texts a guy. So yeah. Um, Kasich, I think he just, he just doesn't have the ranking because he is the fill in and, and Mm -hmm. you know, but they've been kind of up in the air with that weight, the same with 25. And I think for the most part, I would imagine that those conversations were probably over. They probably found their guys at those two weight classes. And yeah, um, yeah, I think Kasich's obviously probably a top ten guy in the country, especially based on how he wrestled last weekend and you know, hopefully we see him again this weekend. Same with Braden Davis and um these guys can start to climb their way up the rankings and um you know, but I think that the room is just so deep that a lot of the guys who don't have starting spots are probably top ten, top fifteen kids in the country. Most of yeah. most of them at least.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Now this weekend's a big one. Um, Sunday, mm-hmm. number twenty-one, I believe they are number twenty-one. Indiana comes to town. They're three and zero right now. Could be three and one. Could be four and zero heading into that match on Sunday as they, they face off against Rutgers tonight, uh, Friday mm-hmm. night. Yep. Um, but just give me an overall uh, quick summary of what you think about this Indiana team this year. I know they got a, a decent amount of rank guys.
1: Yeah. Um. They got, they got Dan uh, Fangaro. He's actually from. Uh from Columbia, he's a transfer. Um he's got he's gonna wrestle Bo this weekend, and I think that'll be one of the better matches. Um I'm a little upset that we're not gonna see the Carter Storacci, Darnell, Washington next chapter of that saga. That's always been uh pretty chippy and has always provided some fireworks. Washington's, I believe, the last guy to beat Carter Storacci. I think it was two years ago. And um, you know, last year they had a couple matches and they were they were definitely spirited. So, um, doesn't look like he's going to be in the lineup tonight, uh, tonight either against Rutgers, but he's not listed on either the lineup for tonight against Rutgers or somebody versus Penn state. So not sure what the deal is there. Gotcha. Um, not sure if he's dealing with injury or if he's dealing with maybe just rest or mm-hmm. anything going on, but, uh, he did wrestle late last year in 2023. Um, you know, so he has wrestled this year, just, he's just not on mm-hmm. the lineup. So, um, I'm looking to see a lot of the normal guys go out there and you know take care of business, especially in recall. And um I think that Penn State could easily win you know seven or eight of these matches. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, um just, just go one by one with the weight classes as we always do. Uh, one twenty-five, Brandon Davis, undefeated nine and zero, and could potentially be going up against a freshman and Blaine, a fellow freshman, Blaine Frazier, who is six and ten, or Michael Spangler, who is eight and five. Do we know? Right. Do we have an idea of who he's going to go against?
1: I'm actually not too sure. Um, I, I'm not sure who started in the past to be completely transparent with you. I think yeah. it's kind of up in the air. They're just going to go with who's hot. But mm-hmm. um, Davis has one more match before they have to pull his red shirt. Um, he okay. can wrestle one more time. So I'm excited to see that uh, you know what the decision is. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're pretty... Pretty sure that Davis is probably going to be the guy at 25. Um, you know, Shucks he's not he a no. Right. And, and you know, he's not a no. He's a true freshman. He's put on a couple of really good performances so far. But mm-hmm. um, Penn State is going to have to pull his red shirt um, after one more match. Kasich has two more matches for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Davis is is probably the guy there and uh whoever he wrestles I'm expecting but when he's looked really really good and he's just gotten better every week so um yeah I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle this weekend. Yeah. For sure. Now let me ask you
0: this before we move on. What the hell's the kid got to do to get ranked? Like he's 9 and 0. He's had some pretty big wins like
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm actually not sure. I mean, I guess I I would imagine you know we have a really they have a really tough Span of their schedule coming up, he's going to be really tested soon. And Big Ten Mm -hmm. with the Big Ten duels coming, so hopefully maybe this weekend if he puts on gets a major or something like that, maybe they'll throw him in there. But um, I'm not sure what he's going to have to do. But he's put on some really good performances, like you said, he's nine and zero. He should have okay. a number next to his name within, uh, you know, within the next few days. Hopefully, yeah. so. Uh, I mean, I'm not
0: asking for like much. I'm not asking for number one, but like
1: <laughs> right. 25,
0: 23, something like that, maybe. But right,
1: right. Uh, well, we see Mezenberg still at 10, so I mean, yeah, I like, think he's again, much uh, better at 10. I feel like they hesitate so
0: much with freshmen for some reason, but whatever. Yeah, for sure. 133-pound um, matchup: Aaron gal versus uh, Caden Rooks. Caden Brooks grad transfer, graduate. Um, Seven and five, and Aaron Nagao six and one. Um, what are we thinking here? I'm assuming probably just Penn State yeah. in lineup for the most part.
1: For the most part, yeah. Nagao's only got the one loss, and it came to Crookham, um, mm-hmm. who unfortunately was supposed to have the rematch against Vito Ruggiero this weekend, who he mm-hmm. beat uh, at the early season tournament. Um, but yeah. it, from what I understand, Vito's not wrestling, so um, you know, Nagao's looked really good. He had a he. Didn't give up a point last weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking for him to go out and and uh, have a good performance and start to build some momentum as uh, as some of the bigger duels come up.
0: Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, right now I think we're looking at 2-0 for Penn State right now, or if we're going by matches. But um, 141 is a little bit of a better matchup. Um, Bo Bartlett versus Dan Fangaro. Uh, Dan is – you said he's a transfer, I believe?
1: Yeah, he came from Columbia.
0: Yeah, from Columbia, New Jersey native. Um, fifteen and one on the year, and Bo mm-hmm. is nine and zero. Oh, obviously,
1: yeah, Bo obviously had that tight match last weekend, and mm-hmm. I would imagine this is probably going to be one of the closer matches of the duel. Um, I don't think it's going to be close, close, but I think that you know, Fangara's a good wrestler, and and I'd like to see how Bo kind of bounces back from the performance last weekend. I. Mm-hmm. I would imagine he was a little disappointed with his performance, but yeah. um yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he comes out, but yeah, I will take him in that match, but uh mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how he comes back cuz I mean, it was a little surprising to see him have such a close match last weekend. Yeah, no, for sure.
0: <clears throat> um speaking of last weekend a little bit too, uh Tyler Kasich at 149 had the upset can he pull it Mm -hmm. off again and are we assuming it's going to be Kasich again because they did also list
1: davis evans in the preview yeah um they listed they've listed evans and i believe all of the press releases so far um Mm -hmm. seems to be the guy he has two more matches before they can pull his red shirt um if we're going to put the strongest lineup out there i think you have to go with Kasich just based on performance alone um, I believe Evans wrestled against Hofstra and um, didn't have a great performance. Um, mm-hmm. I would expect Kasich to go out there, and it's another chance for him to put his name on the map. Graham Rooks is ranked 14th, and this has got 11 and 4 record. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to put the best lineup out there, I think it's pretty obvious and logical that you're going to go with Kasich. So, yeah, that'll be a good test. I mean, I think the competition is only going to get more difficult as the year goes on so mm-hmm. it's probably good to keep him in the lineup keep him fresh and keep the momentum going as as he's put on a couple really really good performances early in the year so yeah and it'd be mm-hmm. nice to see him uh, pull off
0: back back upsets that'd be uh for sure little, yeah pretty neat to see actually too but um moving on 157 number one levi haynes uh is going to go against unranked uh nico bolivar out of uh mm-hmm. Illinois. Um, looking Nico is ten and nine on the year and he's had his struggles over the past couple of years looking at, in terms of record. But Yeah. I think uh, Levi just dominates, I guess.
1: I would think so. You know, Levi also had a tough match last weekend and and had to really grind out a victory, but you know, mm-hmm. it could have been a travel thing. It could have been a number of things. I'm not really gonna speculate <clears> to <throat> too too much, but yeah would imagine Levi goes out there and puts on a good performance and gets back on track
0: yeah for sure uh 165 pounds uh mitch messenbrink uh 10 to know is going against number 23 Tyra lillard um i'm looking now he redshirted last season but he still managed to have a 13 and 9 record if i read that correct and he had a crazy high school record 129 and 15 in high school oh. um do you, do you think this one's gonna be a little closer than people think
1: i don't think so mitch has come out and just been an absolute powerhouse, and he's been a great Mm -hmm. way to kind of kick off the second half of the duel. Mm -hmm. Um, Carter Starachi called him a psycho, I believe, which is pretty (laughs) unbelievable, considering Carter Starachi and how good he is. He called Mitch Mesenbrink a psycho. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mitch went out last week as the 12th-ranked guy and beat the 10th-ranked guy and teched him. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't see him having a close match until we get to Big Tens and get to NCAAs. I just... Uh, the guy's just an abs. It, it's just fun to watch him i mean he's just a great wrestler uh, he's he's quickly become probably my favorite guy in the lineup to watch i really look forward to getting mitch mezzamrink out there because he's just mm-hmm. he's got so many attacks he's so solid technically he's just mm-hmm. really fun to watch and uh i can't wait to see what he does in terms of this freshman campaign i don't yeah. think it's out of the line out of line to think that he could win it all I wow. He's just incredible. Um, I'm just very impressed with him. And you know, when you're at 65 and your partner's at 57 and 74 and 84, um, you know, Levi's number one in the country. Carter's number one in the country. Bernie's number five in the country. Um, if, even if he wrestles with Brooks, is number one in the country. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he probably rolls with David Taylor. I'm sure if he's in the room. I, there's just so many great names around him and i think that his performances on a week-to-week basis are really showing how how crucial it is to have good training partners and how deep that penn state room is and i mean just over over the top impressed with mitch bezenberg thus far far so um yeah i'm really excited to see him wrestle every time he goes out and yeah i think this weekend is going to be a continuation of, of that so
0: yeah. Quite the, uh, quite the compliment there. Um, yeah. potential to win it all as a freshman. That'd be something. Yeah.
1: He, he is, uh, he is really something. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does this year. So yeah, no, of course. Um,
0: 174 pound, 174 pounds. Number one, Carter Serachi you just mentioned, uh, is going up against either Robert Major or Magnus, um, Kakan, Kakan? I don't know how to pronounce that at all, but, um, yeah, definitely. Um, there, there seems like the Indiana's having some issues at 174 right now or trying to decide who to go with at 174.
1: Yeah, it just kinda seems like whoever goes out there is in for a world of hurt. Um yeah. Carter's okay. just been nonstop this year and he's just been pretty much untouchable. You mm-hmm. know, um I'm like I said, I said previously, I'm really disappointed that Washington's not going to be out there because I was I actually texted my dad earlier this week, and I said I was really excited for that matchup, and then I get the PR and his name's on all that. So I hope yeah. he's okay. I really hope that, uh, you know, he's back for the postseason, and we get mm-hmm. to see that at least a couple more times. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, next up, we have Brent Truax, who we just talked about before, ended up losing last week, uh, going up against Roman Rogotsky, who is a South Dakota State transfer and actually posted a pretty decent record there last year at 17-8. and eight. At uh, actually, uh, yeah, seventeen and eight last year at one hundred and eighty four pounds. Do you think Bernie can get back on track here?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, Bernie had a tough match last week. Munoz is no slouch. All American, mm-hmm. very good kid. Um, you know, I think Bernie just, I think he is going to continue to develop. Um, I just think mm-hmm. that uh, he has a couple things that he needs to work on to just get better and score more points and um you know i'm i'm not at all worried about him i think he's going to be more than fine he's got good partners in the room he's surrounded by a lot of good guys i just think that maybe he needs to just kind of get the momentum going a little bit more um and go out and just be a little more assertive and a little bit more confident in his leg attacks and stuff like that but i'm not at mm-hmm. all worried i think he'll get right back on track this week
0: okay awesome um 197 Aaron Brooks number 1 in the in the nation versus Gabe Solers uh, a freshman out of modern Day um do, is there really do you think Brooks probably just runs away with this one for the most part
1: for the most part yeah i don't i it's tough to bet against anybody in the latter half of this lineup right now just based on mm-hmm. how everybody's wrestling um especially Brooks Brooks and Starachi are just the two you know they just seem like they're pretty much the the perennial and just overwhelming favorites at basically any mm-hmm. weight class um yeah, I would have to take Brooks. I don't think I'm really ever going to bet against him. I guess we'll see what happens with with uh our boy a j Ferrari at Iowa, but oh I't think God. Anybody. Well, we can we
0: we could talk about that later if you want <laughs> um What a mess um yeah. last but not least uh, heavyweight it's it's Kirk number 1 again uh is yep. going up against Nick Willem um Nick's making the jump to heavyweight this uh this season he's previously wrestled at 197 mm-hmm. um i just i can't imagine you saying anything other than this is going to be a complete beat down
1: it's probably going to be yeah probably going to be you know Kirk's world and everybody else is just living in it for now mm-hmm. um he's looked really good this year and uh, you know that, that five and a record doesn't even, re- even reflect the all star meet where he just yeah. had a dominating performance against Hendrickson, who's number two. And granted, Hendrickson might have been kind of nursing an injury, but it's hard to believe that he would wrestle in an exhibition match if he was that hurt. So, yeah, very uh, true. Um, um, and it doesn't look like Gable Stevenson is going to be returning to Minnesota this year. So, um, you know, I think Kirk's, Kirk's looking in, looking like he's in good shape moving into the latter part of the year. So.
0: Awesome. So it should be a pretty, uh, pretty non—I shouldn't say exciting—but it should be just a a good home match to start Big Ten, uh, conference, uh, duels. But, uh, yeah. this one's going to be on BTM Plus, I believe, if I'm correct. I think the... that's right. At yeah, one o'clock, it's... one p.m. Rec Hall, BTM Plus. Um, anything else? Oh, any final on... thoughts on.
1: Oh, oh, I was no, on. You're right. The...
0: No, yeah, it is. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, BTM Plus. Um, any final thoughts on this match before we uh move on to something else?
1: No, um, you know, with Davis running low on his red shirt appearances before they have Mm -hmm. to pull it and same with Kasich, um, I guess we'll see what happens going forward, but I would imagine this is probably going to be the lineup for the remainder of the year. Awesome.
0: Uh, you mentioned it before, I wanted to talk about it a little bit, because there was some interesting news over the past, I don't even know, um, 13 hours, 24 hours, I guess, or, or we could, could extend that a little more, because it sounds like, well, I shouldn't say it sounds like, Gable Stevenson, you just mentioned, is not going to be wrestling this year, so does that lead Kirk just to be the overwhelming favorite? The as part? of
1: right now, as of right now, yes. Um, you know, Hendrickson is 12-0, and 0 and he's still ranked number two, mm-hmm. Um but just based on how Kirk dominated him at the all-star match, hmm. I just don't see anybody else. I don't see anybody else that I'd want to put money on, but, uh, anything can happen at the national tournament. People, you know, people hit, people hit their stride at the right year. I mean, we've seen it numerous hmm. times, you know, um, we saw Ronnie Perry do it a couple of years ago with lock Haven. And then the kid from West Virginia, I'm blanking on his name right now. He was a Pennsylvania kid. Um, at 125, he made the finals, and I don't even think he was seeded. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we see we see things happen all the time, but I think Kirk's kind of come into the year with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's just performed super well over the past couple of years and just kind of hit hammers, he, you know, Mason Paris or whoever. Mm-hmm. This year, it's really his weight class to lose, so I don't think he's going to really take any sort of chances with that, and I just see him winning it, so...
0: And then, um, talking about Brooks a little bit, I know, uh, he's probably also the overwhelming favorite, but in terms of his weight class, you mentioned it before AJ Ferrari, it sounds like, uh, I think Brands came out yesterday and said he, they will not be adding the
1: Ferrari brothers. So I think that's almost official. Yeah. Officially official. yeah. Brands came out the other day and said that nobody will be, co- will be joining the team, um, mm. in terms of the sp- spring semester. Um, as of right now, I believe he said, so uh, I would imagine leaves it open. It leaves it open, but it just seems like it seems like maybe they're... It, the thing is, is if if Ferrari doesn't wrestle this year, he still has three years of eligibility. So, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really any reason for them to like rush him. And I'm not saying that Ferrari doesn't think he can beat Brooks. I'm not saying that he's not joining the team because of Brooks. Mm-hmm. Definitely not saying that at all. But I think that Ferrari would probably just benefit if he just joined the team in the fall and kept the extra year eligibility, used the six or eight months until, you know, just to get better and get in that room. And, I mean, the guy put up, like, a thing last week that he wants a Ferrari, not a BMW for his NIL deal or something. So I saw that. Who even freaking knows what's going to happen with that guy, man? I just, the guy's just hilarious, if you want to say that. but (laughs) uh, One way to put it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we'll see what ends up happening with him. I think that uh, from what the podcast he was on earlier this week, um, mm-hmm. he said that the Iowa fans weren't super friendly to him, and because um, you flipped him off. <laughs> uh, apparently, this all happened before he got flipped off. Oh, apparently, right. he, well. appa- apparently, he was called every name in the book related to his uh, his now dropped charges from Oklahoma, yeah. and uh, Not a question mark? Yeah. There. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, i interested to see where the guy lands. I just, to me, he's just a very, he doesn't fit the Iowa bill to me. I've mm-hmm. always thought that the Iowa guys are just not super flashy and just kind of all business and not mm-hmm. a lot of play. And I think that that's kind of how that program has always been run, at least in my my understanding. And when they yeah. even have had remotely any issues, the guys on that team have been dropped. Like I can think of um, Seth Gross. I can think of Colby Covington. I can think of quite yeah. a few other names that got into a little bit of trouble at Iowa and weren't there anymore. And mm-hmm. I just think that maybe Ferrari might be better off at a program that maybe is a little more lenient and a little yeah, more like his style. I just the WWE kind of. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, but then
0: I'll deal with them.
1: They I just, did. Yeah. Those? I don't know. I just don't, I I just am not sure how great of a fit it is, um, mm-hmm. you know, at ninety uh, for him at ninety seven in at Iowa. But ninety seven is an interesting weight class. Trent Hidley, he's he's a big one. I mean, he is a tough kid, um, and he always presents a challenge for anybody. Um, both the Hidleys were always that way. I think yeah. a lot of Penn State fans can I think back to a couple of years ago with his brother Hayden and the match in the semis with Jason Moff that was very controversial. Michael Beards, another one. He's ranked ninth. He really put on a show when he wrestled against Penn State earlier this year. Wasn't against Brooks, but, you know, there's a lot of good names in that weight class. And yeah, so, but I, it seems like we're not going to hear from AJ Ferrari this year. Yeah, I think that's for the better, to be honest with you.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> after seeing that tweet, I'm just, I'm over it. I, you lost him yeah. there.
1: Yeah, um, I I mean,
0: he lost me beforehand, personally. But then once he did that, I'm like, nope, we're done. See you later. Um, yeah,
1: definitely an interesting guy.
0: Again, that's uh, that's one way to put it. I don't know if I, I have a couple other uh, adjectives, verbs, and everything I can call them. But uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Jason Nolfe, though. He did just win the 74-kilogram bracket at the Z- Zagreb. Zagreb? I don't know. Yeah. Anything today. Um, at the Zagreb Open. Um. Now, now that he won that, it's back-to-back goals for him in that open. Is there any I know he he was a final X runner up at one point. Is there any chance he ends up making this team USA lineup? Not too sure. General, I should say.
1: I'm actually not too sure. I mean, Nolf's such a good a good kid. Um he's just a anybody that remembers him from college is just, you know, mm-hmm. he's got so many unique att- attacks. He's a really tough kid to defend, but you know, you have to think that the guy at that weight class this coming Olympics is going to be Kyle Dake.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It's tough for me to think otherwise. Uh, He had a very disappointing Olympics. Um, You know, (laughs) he, he made it through his first match and then got teched in the second match. And Mm -hmm. it seems to me that the issue with all the other guys at that weight in terms of the Americans, nobody is physical enough to deal with him. He's Mm -hmm. just a, he's just a powerhouse and he just bullies guys and he did it. He's done it to Nolf and I, I just can't see anybody taking Dake out of the lineup this year. I think he's going to be the guy for the, for the U S uh, in Paris. So, um, you know, but I could be wrong. I mean, nolf has been has been really good internationally. He obviously can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. I just think that, for now i have to lean towards dake just because i think that he is kind of gonna have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder as well in terms of wanting redemption for his last olympic performance i think he really wants that olympic gold he's had such a storied wrestling career the only Mm -hmm. thing that's missing is that olympic gold and then on top of it you know he can win the big matches against the big guys in the international stage because he's won world titles and He's mm-hmm. done them. Yeah, I think there was a world championship a few years ago where I don't think he let up a point. Yeah. So I'm having trouble seeing anybody but Dake on the U.S. team this year.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, last but not least, um, they've we talked about it last podcast or maybe it was two podcasts ago, but they're starting to finalize that UFC 300 card. And Bill mm-hmm. Nichols getting he's on the main card. I like hearing that.
1: I think yeah. that he's kind of getting like. I think a lot of people understand, uh, the executives of the UFC at least, I think they kind of understand that they have something special with him. Mm -hmm. And Bo's a pretty humble guy, but in order to kind of get where you want to be in that sport with money and fame and popularity, you kind of have to be a little outspoken. I think he's kind of embraced that slightly. Um, But yeah, it looks like he's on the main card and he's going to be the first fight on that card. Um, Uh, Yeah, Bo so. Yeah, so... It lo- I mean, it looks like I hope he stays up there because that would be big for him and it would be big for his career. So, mm-hmm. Going up against Cody Brundage, who is 10-5, I believe,
0: currently in UFC. Um,
1: yeah, I, f- I think they're going to Bo it and fight. Did he fight at all last year? Ah, he fight he... early last year?
0: I forget, honestly. I'm so lost. He fought, let's see. You uh, might be right, actually. I don't know if he did
1: record he fought in july of last year yeah Mm -hmm. valentine woodburn and then he fought jamie pickett in march so he fought twice last year then he said he wasn't gonna fight the rest of the year due to the um you know his his wife being pregnant and they have had their baby so he's you know he's on it for another fight but i think that what they'll do with him is they'll kind of slowly introduce him to the bigger names okay I think like a lot of people are calling him to fight, you know, Hamzat Chamayev and, you know, mm-hmm. some of these guys at, at one eighty five <laughs> that are just killers. And I'm not saying that Bo couldn't beat Hamza, but I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty tall task at this point. I mean Hamza just went out and absolutely you know, dominated mm-hmm. uh um shit, what's his face? Uh one seventy, former champ Usman. Um, yeah, Jesus. That's, yeah. yeah. Should have known that. <laughs> he just dominated Usman for three rounds and looked really good doing it. So uh, I think Bo's, Bo's going to get there. I don't know if it'll be this year, but I would imagine he fights maybe two or three times this year after mm-hmm. the, you know, the UFC 300 is March. What's the date? March. Okay. I believe it's March, but I could be wrong. I just had it popped up too. I think that oh, April, April 13th. Yeah, April. Yeah. Okay. So April 13th. You could see him fight two or three more times, depending on how how quick he gets out of the Brundage fight. Because if he gets out of there in a round with no damage, then he could fight again in June or July. Yeah, for sure.
0: Brundage so. is interesting
1: too because he is
0: a uh, a guy who had a hundred and twenty and twenty two a record as a high school wrestler. Um, he was also a two time NCAA qualifier at Newberry College. So, hmm. not he's not a total nobody. He was a team captain at that, uh, that Newberry program too. That lists. Um, Fifteen hundred total students. That's kind of wild. Wow, that's yeah, def- definitely uh, that's yeah, a small pretty
1: school. small place. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing with uh, I've always had a lot of conversations with my friends about like mm-hmm. the wrestling aspect of MMA, and yeah. it's tough because you know people who watch MMA and are like MMA heavy would say that Hamzat would probably dominate Bo in mm-hmm. terms of wrestling, but people that have seen Bo wrestle and know who he's wrestled and the mm. gauntlet of competition he's faced, both, you know, in the U.S. and internationally, know that he's probably a better wrestler than Hamzat is. I think mm. Hamzat just might be a little more suited for MMA-style grappling at the mm. moment, but yeah, I just am having a tough time seeing anybody that's going to be, like, a better wrestler than Bo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even the guys that... it It, it was kind of like, Everybody always thought that, you know, uh, Habib would would wrestle somebody who was a national champion. And mm-hmm. it's just tough because are guys that are really good college wrestlers. And then they go in MMA and they're like, they it seems like the commentators almost fixated on the fact that they were that they were, you know, national champions at this. And yeah. And, you know, all the time, every single time there's a wrestler in yeah. there, just you hear it over and over it's- again it's just kind of tough to even compare it because you know, I I would love to see Habib wrestle, uh, you know, like a really good, a strictly wrestler Mm -hmm. at at the time that he was at the height of his career because everybody was like, Oh, nobody can out wrestle Habib, all that stuff. And it was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you take punching and you take submissions out of that. Is he that Mm -hmm. good of a wrestler? But that's the thing about, these really good college wrestlers and these really good international wrestlers is they also have to deal with that when they go to MMA. Yeah. So Mike, I'm really excited to see Bo wrestle somebody who has not necessarily the pedigree, but, or the credentials that, that he has in terms of wrestling and the accomplishments, but somebody who is technically very sound and is dominating because Bo's really a great wrestler. I mean, that's obvious. And he uses that to his advantage, but now we're starting to see the rest of his game develop. I think his last fight was won by yeah, his last fight was won by TKO, his first professional yeah. fight was run by Knockout. So he's really becoming a really good, well rounded MMA fighter, and that's exciting because we already know how solid he is from a grappling standpoint. So
0: Yeah. Definitely gonna be something to watch. Uh plenty <laughs> of time still for that three months from now. Mm-hmm. Um actually almost three months to the day. But uh, this weekend, like we said, number 21 Indiana comes to State College, facing off against number one Penn State, Uh, 1 p.m. match, rec hall, if you're not going to be there, BTM Plus. Uh, Any final thoughts on anything wrestling related before we sign off today? Uh,
1: No, but uh, the Indiana Rutgers match tonight should be interesting, so if you're looking to get a little preview of what might happen Sunday, be sure to watch that. I don't know Please. if that'll be on Big Ten or not,
0: but... That's what I was going to ask. Is that one on Let's TV? Let's see. we check if we can get there. Uh, I would assume, probably... I can't imagine there's much going on on BTN tonight, but could be wrong. Let's see. It appears that it will be on Big Ten Plus tonight. All right. So, I mean, you buy it now, you get two matches of Indiana wrestling for a uh, price of one,
1: I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be a good uh, little preview because Rutgers has a good lineup and, you know, you'll get to see maybe what to expect on Sunday by watching the Indiana, Indiana guy, so yeah, it might be worth right. a watch. It's
0: somewhere in the top 15 or something like that, top 20, I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, uh, yeah, if you want a little preview, do that. Um,
1: I, I I hate BTN+,
0: I gotta say. I
1: just I despise it. I hate everything I'm, about it. I'm, I'm <clears> kind of just over having to pay $16, dollars subscriptions to watch sports yeah. all year so i'm um, basically um paying for cable essentially to
0: be honest with you, mm-hmm. kind of funny uh, how it all came full circle you know, kind of annoying kind of pisses you off a little bit Oof. but uh yeah anyway um for me and joey that's another episode of the penn state 365 podcast signing off